Have you guys ever played Monopoly? I'm assuming most of you probably have. It's a game where you get, you start out with a certain amount of money and then you roll the dice and go around the board and you have the chance to buy real estate or buy property. And obviously you pay money for that. And then when other people land on your property, they have to pay rent, etc., etc. But what I want to talk about today is the Monopoly money. So you get to start out, like I said, quite a bit of money. And if you're doing good at the game, you acquire and accrue more money. But obviously the money doesn't do anything for you in real life. And in some ways, I kind of think of real money, like actual currency that can be exchanged for goods and services, like monopoly money. And here's what I mean by that. Money, real money, is super cool in my opinion because it allows you to do so many things. But on the other hand, once you get past the point of like basic necessities, obviously if you're at the point where you need money just to acquire and meet your basic needs, then this isn't going to apply to you. But once you get past the point of basic necessities, money on one hand becomes like a game. So for me, I'm blessed to be able to say that we're past the point of having to worry about basic necessities. So we have money to pay for houses, cars, school, clothes, food, all of that stuff. And after that point, when I look at the month, you know, what, what was our revenue for the month? What were our expenses for the month? It's almost becomes like a game of monopoly because it's just monopoly money. That money in and of itself doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's more of a game. So the perspective I'd like to talk to you guys about today is the use for money. In my opinion, the primary use for money. Um, I talk in other places how I think money can buy happy can buy happiness, and that seems sort of counterintuitive when I'm talking about money being just a game and monopoly money. So I look at money basically in two different ways. One way is like I've been talking about. After you meet your basic necessities, you can kind of look at money like monopoly money. I'm going to take this move in my business life, or I'm going to try this strategy in my financial life. And you see if your money increases or decreases. That's the game aspect, the monopoly money aspect. And I'm in no way trivializing money, especially if you're at a stage where you're just trying to meet basic necessities. You're probably not looking at it this way. But once you get to this point, that's one view that in my life, one view of money. It's like monopoly money. It's a game. I like trying new things and experimenting and I see, okay, did I win in this or did I lose in this? Did I make more money or did I lose more money? And it's the game aspect. So if I have a really good month, it doesn't necessarily change anything in my life day to day, but I sort of get a little thrill just like with Monopoly. Okay, cool. I had a new month or I broke a new record or this is more revenue per week than I've, I've got before. This is my best quarter ever. Things like that. That's the game for me. For me, the other important part of money or the other thing that I really like about money, and this is where I come down to saying that money can buy happiness, is all of the stuff it lets you do. And that is stuff like fun stuff for yourself and your family, buying new cars, going on vacations. But the other thing I really, really enjoy about money is you can use it to help other people and make other people kind of share that wealth with other people and express gratitude. So I just dropped my daughter off at preschool and had a really neat experience that I wanted to share with you really quickly. 
And the purpose of this episode is just, again, talking about a different way to view money. It's just a tool. It's a tool that can give you a lot of capabilities and flexibility and allow you to do a lot of things you would not be able to do without money. So a very important tool, but it's just a tool. So last week, well, let me start just a little bit of background. My daughter started pre-K this year, and so she's been at her current school with her current teachers for about four or five months, and we love it. It's an amazing school. She's got two teachers in her pre-K class, and they are amazing. We've been so blessed to have this just all work out and get into this particular school and have these teachers, so it's been wonderful. And last week, the urge kind of just fell on my heart that I wanted to express and share that with these two teachers because they have made just our daughter loves school and she's excited to go. And that's such a wonderful feeling versus if you're having to fight and when you drop your kid off at school and they hate it. So they just have really brought something and added something to our life. And I wanted to share that with them. So last week I called to order flowers and for both of them. If you've sent flowers recently, sending flowers can be really expensive. Even a small bouquet is easily going to set you back 50 bucks. So when we had two teachers, a small bouquet, and the delivery fee, the total was over $100, $125, something like that. And that's something that 10 years ago or even five years ago, I would have thought of as being like kind of completely frivolous. I can't spend $115 just on that. But now... Working for myself and being a small business owner gives you just such a different perspective on money. Before, I would have been kind of, man, I was maybe even stingy before. And it was so hard for me to part with money because I looked at it differently. And now I see money in a more abundance. What can, it, what, what can I do with it? What can, how can I use it as a tool for myself and my family and also for other people? So... I still think of 115 bucks as a lot of money or 120 bucks. I still think of that as a lot of money, but I was able to use this money as a tool to express my family's gratitude and appreciation for these two wonderful teachers at my daughter's pre-K school. So again, we send them the flowers, we write a note, and that was yesterday. So that's kind of the background. And like I said, I just dropped my daughter off a few minutes ago. And so when I take her up we see one of the teachers and she gives me a big hug and she was like you made me cry yesterday she was like to be able to I don't remember her words but it was very sweet and endearing and she gives me a hug and she's just like thank you so much it's the heart I love what I'm doing thank you for sharing that I'm gonna start crying right now it was just a very touching special moment um my four-year-old of course is completely oblivious and just walks on by to go to her classroom and see her friends but it just kind of made me reflect on, again, the power of money. And I'm hoping you don't hear me saying the power of money and picture some kind of like ruthless dictator who's just all focused on money. That's not at all what I'm saying. The power of money can bring wonderful, touching moments like that. And I get the impression, I think it shared a little bit of joy in their teacher, the teacher's lives yesterday when they received those flowers because they felt that appreciation from us. So I just wanted to talk for a minute about some different perspectives on money and the power of money and how in my life, I'm fortunate to be at the stage where on one hand, I view money as a tool because it helps me in so many different ways, helps me personally, helps my family, and it also helps me 
help other people and show appreciation to other people. And then there's also on the, the other way that I look at money is just kind of as, as monopoly money. So looking at my bank account, it doesn't change my life if there's a diff, if the numbers change from month to month, that doesn't change my life, but it absolutely does change my life that I now have the ability to share gratitude and do things like that. And the other way that it tremendously shares my life, changes my life is I don't have to work as much. I don't have to accept every client and take every possible case that I can or take every situation that I can or every opportunity that comes up. I'm not having to work that much and take that much on my plate because I don't want to. I would rather, so yes, I could work more and my income would go up more. I would have more monopoly money, but I get to choose. And this is another thing I want you to really pay attention to is making that choice. A lot of people have the ability to make this choice, but they don't ever stop and reflect on it. And they just kind of instinctively work more in a chase or in a rat race trying to make more and more money. So I I would like all of you, especially if you are in the position where to some extent you can make this choice, if you want to work more and therefore make more or make the conscious choice. Do you want to do that or would you rather work a little less and take, put a little bit less on your plate so that then you have the freedom and flexibility and lifestyle that you want? For instance, I'll just, since I'm already on the topic of my daughter's pre-K school, I'll keep talking about that. So a perfect example I volunteer to go to her class for lots of different things. So I think I went last week to read a book to her class. In two days, I'm going to go back up there to help them when they have their computer time. Because as you can imagine, a bunch of preschoolers on computers, there are a lot of snags and they need a lot of help getting their computers going. So it just gives me the flexibility and the freedom to be able to do that. Whereas before, when I had a regular job and worked for someone else, I couldn't take off that often just to go read a book at my daughter's school. And now I can. So this message or this episode might seem a little rambly, but I'm just hoping to share with you an experience that I just had and hoping to get you to kind of feel that because usually we're going to make decisions in our life and our strategies that all sounds so logical, but really the root of those decisions and that logic is your emotion. So if you can feel what I'm talking about, then hopefully you can make the logical strategic decisions that flow out of that emotion, the decisions and strategies that are right for you. And the perspectives, the two perspectives that I want to share, kind of just summing up real quickly right now, the two perspectives that I want to share is number one, your perspective on money. To recap, after you get past the point of meeting basic needs, I would suggest that there are two ways you can view money. And this isn't like a hard and fast rule. You have to see it this way. My way is right. I'm not at all saying that. I'm just saying here's some perspectives. And number one, money is a tool. And you can use it to buy happiness in a manner of speaking because you can do things for yourself and your family. But you can also do things for other people. And that can mean contributing to charity. That can mean expressing gratitude. That can mean helping uh, your mom buy a new house, whatever. Money is a tool, and in that way, it can help you to achieve happiness. If you're using money as a tool in a way that is aligned with your values and goals, it's going to help you achieve happiness. I truly believe that. And then number two, perspective on money, is just the numbers of it. It's, it's like a game. 
again, I'm talking about after you've got your basic necessities covered and, and a little bit of a cushion. At the beginning, you're probably not going to see it as a game, especially if you're struggling to get started and struggling to pay your bills. But once you get to that point, it's just a perspective that I would like you to consider is not to take it so seriously. So yes, I had a bad month this month, but as long as my everything's covered and I've got my expenses covered and I'm not worried about it, then a bad month isn't the end of the world. I'm just going to have to make some adjustments in my monopoly strategy to get more monopoly money. And then the second kind of big picture idea that I'm hoping to convey to you in this episode is, again, once you get to that point, and I hope you all get to that point soon if you're not already there, and some of my other materials will hopefully provide guidance on how to get to that point. But once you get to the point where you're not having to stress and worry about basic necessities, then make sure you are consciously thinking about your choice on how your approach to money at that point. Don't just go by default, I need more, 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 more. Because most likely money in that sense is not going to make you happy. In other words, just trying to acquire more and more and more money just because you have more zeros in your bank account, in my opinion, that view of money will not make you happy. So take a moment and reflect and make a conscious choice about what it is, what are your values and your goals in your life? What is your vision for what you'd like to achieve and acquire in your life and, and for your family? If it's more money, then probably you should be working more and trying new things and trying to get more money. But more likely, most people aren't driven by just more money and more dollars in the bank account. More likely, there's something else that's actually going to contribute to your, your satisfaction and your happiness and your the lifestyle that you want. And it could be the fact that you have the ability to take time off to go hang out with your daughter at preschool, or it could be a million other things. But just take a moment to consciously spend energy in, in five minutes thinking about what it is that's really going to make you happy and don't just chase dollars because that's the path you've been on. Take a moment and reflect on what it is that you actually want. Do you want more dollars? Do you want more free time? Do you want something else? Pretty much with all decisions, if you'll take just a moment to think past what's right in front of you, because yeah, right in front of you, more money is an easy answer. But if you kind of think past that at the big picture, what is it you really and truly want and kind of tap into your emotions, you might reach a different answer and your lifestyle is going to go in a different direction because you'll be making different choices. Clearly the choices that you make from day to day and from month to month are going to have a huge impact on where you end up a year from now, five years from now. So take that moment right now and think about what it is that you really want, where you want to be, and then you'll, you're, you'll almost innately start to make the decisions that will take you in that direction if you know where it is you want to go. So you've got to know where you want to go so that you can start making those, those decisions. Again, this episode might be a little rambly, but I just, these things were kind of just in my heart today and I wanted to share them with you and hopefully you got something out of that. Talk to you later.